Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hi, Janet. Hi, Ryan. Are you there? Um, it's Friday, and I'm still here. I'm physically here. <laughs> I'm physically here, yes. I don't know about mentally. So today I wanted to talk about something that is a bit of a, a, a passion of mine. I won't say maybe passion is too much. It's I'm interested in this. Um, and I think, you know, as I read more and more about dieting, and I read more and more about chronic diseases, I definitely think there is a massive link between the two of them. I think uh, we are going to find with almost every chronic disease that um, if we haven't agreed on this nationally, that your lifestyle is going to be far more indicative of what chronic diseases you have than any um, genetic issues, than any unfortunate mishaps or any pill can reverse. Yes. And so, you know, that's not to say that there aren't people that get type 1 diabetes and that's just going to be part of who they are for their whole life. But the vast majority of people don't have type 1, they have type 2. And type 2 is reversible. Mm -hmm. And so um, this was an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal, my trusty place for, for news when I have time. And it talks about the link between diet, exercise, and Alzheimer's. And it talks about how a lot of people who are... are um, there have been studies of 154 patients uh, that were published by the, the Journal of Alzheimer's Association that doctors who show, you know, are showing encouraging results among healthy patients. People who have made uh, changes in nutrition and exercise show cognitive improvements on average. People who are already experiencing some memory problems showed cognitive improvement if they followed at least 60% of the recommended changes. Um, it is, though, unclear whether the lifestyle changes can actually help prevent the development of Alzheimer's disease or simple improvement in, in, uh, in, me in memory, you know, in, in right. cognition. Mm -hmm. I, I think I can safely answer that question is, is that it probably doesn't reverse Alzheimer's and dementia. No. Alzheimer's and dementia develop like decades before their signs are shown. You know, it yes. takes a long time to to develop sometimes 10 sometimes 20 years um, so i don't think eating berries and strawberries at 65 years old is going to necessarily reverse that um, right. but it is certainly something that can't hurt and it's never a bad time to start exercising and it's never a bad time to start worrying about your future health because while maybe it doesn't um, stop alzheimer's or dementia maybe it uh, uh, prevents it for a few years. You just don't know because we don't know a whole lot about it. Some say slow the rate of decay. Exactly. You've got all these little things. That's great. <laughs> um, and so, you know, oh, it says right here, Alzheimer's disease starts in the brain some 20 to 30 years before symptoms emerge. So I was wrong. I was off. It was. It's longer. It's, it's two to three decades before the, um, the symptoms show. So I, I think it's unlikely if you're getting dementia at 80, 
that starting to eat berries at 75 is going to change things. That's but, right. um, you know, and, and the other thing with this is that, you know, it was only 154 patients. We're not talking like a That's study. A small group. We're yeah. not talking a study of 300,000 people. But, mm-hmm. I mean, basically one of the things that I kind of wanted to, to mention is that, you know, clearly these researchers have shown that cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar levels are all linked to an increased risk in Alzheimer's disease, increased risk in diabetes, increased risk in Everything. Stroke, increased risk Mm -hmm. in heart disease, increased risk in cancer, increased risk in anything. Anything that's a chronic disease, the the, the more weight you hold onto your body and the more um, bad markers you have with cholesterol and blood pressure and LDL and all of those things, the likelihood you're going to have some type of disease that you're not going to like the medical people call it comorbidities you know you got high blood pressure you've got you smoked you had this you had asthma you had that and they all kind of feed into one another absolutely and so it talks about also another thing that i've i found interesting is intermittent fasting and it's something i've tooled around with um and and basically intermittent fasting is when you don't eat for a certain period of time. Sometimes people do it for a whole day. Sometimes they do it for a whole couple days, three or four days. But the general rule of thumb is if you're going to intermittent fast, you spend 16 hours not eating and eight hours where you can eat. And the Well, I, I try and go between breakfast and lunch. All right. Or whatever. Well, yeah. <laughs> so the, the argument for a lot of people out there is, is that we are constantly eating. Mm-hmm. We're eating when we wake up. By drinking a coffee with a lot of cream and sugar in it, we're grazing. Then, then we, yeah, that's perfect. Then they have lunch. Then you're at the office and you have some snacks. Then you have, excuse me, a breakfast. Then some snacks at, at you know midday. Then you have a lunch at one or two o'clock. And then you're you're grazing all day long and you're eating. I don't know if intermittent fasting is successful because you're just cutting off a block of time where you're not eating, or if it actually does something scientifically to like your body that helps you. Um, do better but basically this woman's saying that she cut out carbohydrates from her diet she's eating more meat and wild fish and that she's taking about eight different types of vitamins and supplements and does weightlifting twice a week with a personal trainer to try to gain mass it's worse she goes it's working i'm getting biceps and that's kind of the the real reason why i wanted to talk about this today now how old is this person this person is 74 years old okay the one thing that I don't, and the other thing that's in here that I'm reading actually a fascinating book called Why We Sleep um, through free on free on Libby. So I'd recommend it. But basically they're saying that you need to sleep seven and a half hours a night. Um, and that's good sleep hygiene. Um, and basically what I think is going on in the world is that we are eating way too many sugars. We are becoming insulin resistant because mm-hmm. of, 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 seed oils because of the sugars and when i say sugars i'm not talking refined just, sugars yeah i'm talking yeah. you know that go in your coffee that are in all the breads that we eat that are in you know if it if it says high fructose syrup or something like that that's all sugar it's just a a very complicated way to say man-made sugar mm-hmm. and um it is it's causing us to get a lot fatter and it's causing us to get a lot sicker and mm-hmm. It's in, and if, if you're like, oh, well, they sell it. Well, they sell cigarettes, too. And we all know that it's bad for you. And they're trying to get ahead of vaping right now because 
everybody knows vaping's bad for you, but yet every single person under 30 seems to be vaping these days. And it's just mm-hmm. mind-boggling to me how you can, you know, it's like taking a pill that, it's like drinking bleach. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. What, what is that all about? I don't understand it, but I think it's, uh, and the reason I bring it up is because, you know, we're, we're in the middle of an election year. We're coming into an election year. We have candidates that are, um, that are talking about Medicare for all. We have candidates that aren't. We have candidates that we have people in government that are making it clear that there's not going to be Medicare for all. That is probably not going to likely happen. Um, and I think what we're, what this article is pointing out is that it comes down to your choices mm-hmm. and eating right is going to do far, far more than what Medicare for all is going to be able to do for you. If you become diabetic or you become, have dementia or you have whatever chronic disease that's going yeah. on, like cancer that hit my mom. And I think what's a, a challenge to this is for you or I to sit and say, okay, we need to clean up our act or make these change these habits. I think habit is a key word to focus on because it's habits that rule your life, especially when you develop some sense of dementia. Routine is so important. If you have breakfast at this time, lunch at this time, dinner at this time, and you have two snacks in between, when you alter that, it's not familiar. Okay, that becomes stressful. Also, as someone ages, their taste buds change. Mm -hmm. They can't taste things as well, which is why people put salt on everything because it's losing flavor. Um, everybody will say, oh, well, you know, ice cream's fattening. And they're absolutely right. It is fattening. But for a lot of elderly people, they need calories. How do you get the calories into them? So all the right things that, that we need to do for ourselves are, you know, kind of counter to some of these things that elderly people rely on to feel normal, to feel familiar, to have a routine, you know, so that, that makes it a bit of a, a, a challenge. And, and, and the problem with habits, right, the, the underlying issue with developing good habits is that they don't give you an immediate uh, dopamine uh, hit mm-hmm. when, you, um, when you do a habit. So, for example, you know, maybe you don't like working out. Well, working out really doesn't do, it, it doesn't get, unless you get a runner's high, but doing something right doesn't have an immediate feel-good consequence, while doing something wrong does. Like, if you drink too much, you get the buzz yeah. from alcohol, but you feel bad the next day. If you eat the sugar, you get the immediate yeah. rush of eating the sugar, but... Although if you have been a good person and been active and exercising and then you suddenly can't because of an injury or an illness, you get a withdrawal just like you do from other things and you feel lousy over that. So, I mean, that's where the bad habits are so easy to reinforce. Rather, you know, you have pizza one day a week and then it tastes good. You have it two and then you have it three. One more day won't matter. And that's the the (laughs) issue. And I, I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like we're at the the we're we're past the point, but it's like it's clearly what we're putting into our bodies, mm-hmm. and you know the 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 fight for insurance for all seems to me whether you like it or not, it seems to be a band aid for the real issue, which is 
where a lot of us are overweight, a lot of us are more than overweight, and we have neglected through lack of sleep and lack of nutrition and lack of eating right and lack of good habits, having a healthy body and a healthy mind and a healthy mindset. For example, in this, in this article, it talks about doing something creative like playing a musical instrument or mm -hmm. learning another language or um, even uh, reducing stress through meditation. I mean, these are all things that we say, oh, it would be great to do that. And then mm -hmm. you never have time for it, right? It just, life seems to get in the way unless you carve time out for it, right? Right. And so I feel like there's there's a lot of those types of symptoms that we'll look back on as, you know, Alzheimer's research continues to go forward and cancer research goes go and it says, you know what, it was all... It was all from the beginning of, you know, letting your kid eat too much candy and then yeah. the candy turned into all the time. And then, you know, I don't think you need to be, I'm not saying it's, it's a cure-all. I'm not saying that the person that only eats fish and never has one carbohydrate of sugar in their <laughs> life couldn't develop dementia. Yeah. I'm not saying that's not the case. It's, it's, that's, it's just. But even if they do, you know, it doesn't mean that you give up you still can make a difference with good habits. Um, you know, the, the stresses in life, lowering anxiety is so beneficial, especially with the elderly. The best way to lower anxiety is to get exercise. Absolutely. You know, that makes a huge difference. And, uh, you know, there are things that you don't have to go join a gym. You can have folding laundry is a form of upper body exercise. Taking a short walk. And I think it's hard when you have a, a frail loved one and you're so afraid they're going to fall that you just want to wrap them in bubble wrap and sit them in that chair. Yeah. You know, or you don't, uh, they're upset because they are incontinent. So you don't give them something to drink as often as they should. You know, so we kind of do some things that are really counterintuitive yeah. to what we know is good. Yeah, it doesn't mean you need to go out and do, start doing deadlifts and squats with hundreds of pounds <laughs> no. on your back. But like to give you a personal example, my dad had um, a really rough year this year where he needed to have um, uh, surgery on his spine in the lower back. He was having problems walking and he had a good chance but not an outstanding chance of being able to get back to his normal baseline where he was being able to play golf three times a, a week or four times a week. So it's now taken, it's going to take a year to a year and a half for him to get back. And we still don't know if his baseline is going to be 100%. Mm -hmm. He might only feel comfortable walking with a cane. Not that he needs a cane, but just in case. And yep. that's a lower and a baseline as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. If you're worried about falling over and you bring a cane with you, your baseline is declined because you know yourself better than anybody's ever going to know. And so, you know, I told him, I was like, you need to start drinking whey. You need to get more protein in your body. You need to mm -hmm. go get a personal trainer to do some working out with some light weight lifting, even if it's body squats, push-ups, whatever it is, mm -hmm. so that you can get stronger. And the more you use it, the less you lose it, right? So absolutely, you've lost a lot of muscle over the last year being in bed and being catered on and, you know. Yeah, and injured. you get exercise, you sleep better too. And yeah. as people get older, a lot of the elderly don't sleep as well. So I was really proud. He's going to Pilates with my aunt and trying to do some Very of the, good. the, you know, couple times a week which you know i think he knew you know deep down that was the right thing to do and now he 
maybe a little begrudgingly went over there, but I was really happy to hear that he was doing that because that's that's the step you have. And it says in here, working out is really mm -hmm. important to that. It, like you said, it's it allows you to de-stress. It allows you to feel good and it makes you go to sleep. Like people say, hey, you know, I haven't slept well in, in a while. Well, go run six miles and then tell me you're, yep, you're not get sleeping that like blood a baby. flowing. Yeah. Um, no, not everybody can run six, but you get the point. Yeah. So, you know, it's something that, you know, during the holidays, maybe it's not the best time to preach about this, but it's a really good time with the beginning of the year to say, hey, maybe it's time to make some healthy habits. Maybe it's time to look. And there are a million diets out there. I don't really endorse any one of them because that's not my specialty. But what I have done is I've read a lot on, on journals and I've read a lot online and I just don't think it's that far-fetched to think that these chronic diseases are because of the food that we're putting into our body. And a lot of that is artificial fake food that we were mm -hmm. probably never intended to be able to eat or eat as much of it in the quantities that we eat it as we do. Nobody's, yeah. if you ate a McDonald's burger once a quarter, that Who ain't cares? doing anything That's to you. Right. It's the fact that people are going to McDonald's, you know, once a week, twice a week, then four times a week because it becomes mm -hmm. part of the habit. And likewise, you know, feeding your brain, exercising your brain, when you do, how many times do you like leave the office and you get home and you stopped at all the right stop signs, turn right, turn left, and you don't even remember doing it because it's that much of a routine. Yep. One of the best things you can do for your mind is to do something a little different. Take a different route home one day. Or, um, you know, have someone read a book or do a puzzle because one of the fascinating things about your brain is if, if there's a little block there or there's a stop sign in your brain, the healthy part will try and rewire it sure. for you. So doing exactly the same thing, not only is it boring, it kind of hardwires you and gives you less to work with later. Absolutely. And there, if there are, and there, you know, there, there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of anger nowadays in politics and online. People point fingers at each other. People point out the 1% somebody's done wrong instead of the 99% they've done mm -hmm. right. And one thing that I have listened to a, a gentleman, his name is Naval, and he started a website called uh, Angel List. He's a, basically, he's a Silicon Valley multi-multi-millionaire. But he's a pretty good philosopher. And one thing that just, just I remember the quote for not verbatim but generally is that you know generally you can't fix the world you're not going to necessarily save all the whales but what you can do is fix you mm -hmm. and that affects your your inner circle and there's a ripple wave that hits a lot more people than you know when you improve yourself whether it's losing weight being happier being more positive going for walks instead of going to the, the bars or going to the bad restaurant or whatever those yep. types of things are. And then you'll notice that it's going to affect the people around you. And if everybody fixed themselves, it, it would can be contagious. Fix a lot more issues than sitting there and pointing the finger at somebody who needs to do better when you could turn to the left and look in the mirror and start fixing things immediately and making changes. Um, you brought up habits. So since you brought it up, I'm just going to recommend two books. There's a book, I forget the name of the author, but it's a yellow book with a, a mouse wheel that's red. And it's called The Power of Habit. It's an outstanding book and it talks all about habits and it uses a lot of great um, examples over the course of 
um, history where habits were ingrained with people. And then another book is by James Clear called um, Atomic Habits. And those are two, both really two strong books that I would recommend to anybody who's looking to maybe understand why we have habits the way we are. And you had mentioned changing the way you drive home and some different mm -hmm. habits. Those are two good books about habits that I would recommend. But certainly it talks about not only how to get rid of bad habits, but also how to uh, start and focus on good habits. So maybe yep. for the new year, it's worth picking up one of those and putting it on the Christmas list. And there you go. Maybe you'll add to uh, Oprah's book club. Yeah, the, the Minute Women book club. <laughs> the Minute Women book club. Oh, there I'm you sure go. we'll sell one book. <laughs> hey, that's one more you than when book. we started. You get a book. But anyways, everybody have a great holiday. We appreciate your listening to us. We appreciate your feedback. Um, if you're interested in being a guest on the Caregiver's Toolbox, we would love to have you on, especially if you're involved in senior care. We really like having other professionals on, but certainly people that are um, interested in talking about their experiences and what they do, always welcome to have on. So just please reach out to us. I am on Twitter. I am uh, the Freediving CEO, Freediving CEO. Um, you can reach me that way or you can email me, ryan at mwhomecare.com. Other than that, Janet, any parting words on this Friday at 4.59? No, just try and be in whatever holiday spirit works for you. There's enough sadness and frustration and everything out there. Enjoy. Are you going to drive a different way home tonight? Yes, I am. Oh, you are. Well, good. At least you're practicing what you're doing. Yes, you've I changed am. yourself. You looked in the mirror and you changed. Excellent. Well, thank you all very much and have yourselves a great day.